Julia Hampton and Julia Hampton CPA PC have been your trusted sources for local tax preparation, payroll, and business services for more than 20 years. Jason, do you have a tax strategy going into 2019? Is this one of those uh, rhetorical questions or an actual question? Well, I don't know. All right. Well, I don't, but that's Hey, but you should. And yes, I should. The answer to that question is you should. So now what you need to do is you need to call Julia Hampton today. Or go visit her in her fine downtown Lee Summit office. Call her at 816-554-0394. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury and as always, I'm joined by a man who thinks he is more than just a pretty face. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. <laughs> Yeah, no. You think you're only a pretty face? Look, I got a face for podcasting. That is absolutely true. Sadly, I, I'm, I'm the face that has to see your face while we're podcasting, but, you know, we do what we can. Look, we keep that bar low, so they keep letting us in the club. That's true. That's true. All right. Link to Lee Summit. It's a source for all the news you need about this very fine city, and today's unofficial sponsor is the Sleep of the Post-Festival Staffer. Two big events for my work on Saturdays, two weeks in a row, and I was so tired. And there's another event coming up this weekend here in Lee Summit. So for those people staffing Oktoberfest. Enjoy your sleep Sunday night, man. It'll be great. It'll be a great sleep on Sunday night. And we're going to talk a lot more about Oktoberfest later in the show. We didn't ask we didn't ask our guests about the post-event sleep. But I guarantee they'll be taken advantage. Actually, knowing Stacy as well as we do, I'm not sure she actually sleeps ever. So she may not even sleep after an event. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's true. But all she does is rock out cool events. That's true that. All right. So we have to start with our favorite soap opera. As the council turns. As the council turns. You know, we make it sound dramatic, but there's really there hasn't been a whole heck of a lot of drama since uh, election day, so that's a good thing. There are a few things we want to go over, just kind of catch people up, right? We and we can't even. Not only is there no drama, it's slow drama free. We can't even like make up stuff to stir up drama. It's that rough. It's it's hard times out here for uh, podcasters who want to make a trouble. No, we don't really want to. We don't trouble. really want to make trouble, but I will say this: there were times content was written for us. These are not those times. These are not those times. These are good times. Um, we want to give everybody a quick reminder before we get going, though. Starting October, starting in October, this next month, this next week. That's October 2nd. October 2nd, city council meetings move to Tuesdays instead of Thursdays. So Tuesday for when you want a taste of your favorite six-hour meeting. Think of it this way. If you went, want to tune in to your favorite planning commission Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evenings, you're going to tune in on that Tuesday evening expecting to see my pretty face up there in the dice, and you will be sadly disappointed and left with the probably significantly more handsome visage of Bill Baird running a city council meeting. Ask me if I'm bitter, Nick. Go ahead. Ask me if I'm bitter that they moved my meetings from Tuesdays to Thursdays. Well, because I know... That as always, things are about you. <laughs> this is the way this works. It's always and about us. The fact that you have yet again been usurped by the mayor and the city council. Well, I'm sorry, Jason, but you're gonna have to move your meeting. Yep. City Council Tuesdays coming to a theater near you. Absolutely. So uh last week at the city council, we had had a couple of different conversations about the 
the Reese Nichols, proposed Reese Nichols development downtown. We had a kind of a detailed process about it last week. Came up, went through the process, was approved uh, by the city council. So that project will hopefully move forward. We are looking forward to vertical development. A little bit of vertical development, an infill project. These are both good things. Uh, no project is perfect. And why I you know, raised my issues, but they got through this process. I think the process was good. I think we're going to end up with a pretty decent product in the end. Yeah. All in all, things went exactly the way we hoped they would. It was a long process, but there was feedback from all of the various entities and stakeholders. There were feedback from the people, which is always good. And it turns out the developer listens. Yep. Made a few changes, addressed some of those concerns. I think that was a good deal. So, so good on everybody. Happened. This week, what happened? This week, we had the annual State of the City Address. Now, this is a little bit different because the mayor now, I think Randy typically gave that this address at City Hall, and there was usually a reception and a whatnot that followed. It's a new mayor. New mayor? A new mayor. I was going to say a new mayor and a new era. Then I combined it. And that was worse. It's a new mayor. It's a new mayor. I don't even know what yeah, that means. Let's, we're going to strike that from the record, please. That sounds like a, that sounds like a new prescription drug that'll take care of shingles or something. So <laughs> We'll strike that from the record, and I'm going to say it again. It's a new mayor. It's a new era. And so Mayor Bill Baird decided to take this show on the road. He went out to the west. He went out to the west side, the wild, wild west side of Lee Summit. At I the, don't know. I've been to Longview. It, it's not that wild. No, nah, but it's more fun to say. That's true. Out at the new Longview B&B Theater, which is pretty cool, guys. If you haven't seen a show out there yet... Go see a show. That's a definitely a date night movie theater. That's not a take all your darn kids with you movie theater. That's a go go with no. your go with your significant other. Have a couple of cocktails, maybe a little grub. Watch the whole deal. Listen to some jazz before. Watch your movie. I, the whole I would be okay if we made a rule, like all the kids have to go to a different theater. That's and, that's the one on Douglas. Then the, the Longview Theater is just for pawning off your kids on someone else. Mm-hmm. Date night movies. No, they should build maybe build a whole new theater building right next to it that's only for kids, and then the parents can go see what they want to see. Uh, I like it. We're going to send a letter up to Liberty to the people at B&B and give them our idea. I bet they're going to listen to it just like everybody listens to all of our really, really good ideas, man. Um, this was a short speech. Hey, that's a new it, one for a politician. Can I, can, I, can I tell you the really cool thing, though? Because of family obligations, I couldn't go. Live streamed on the Facebooks. So, so I got to watch. Wasn't that big a family obligation if you were ignoring your family and watching Facebook instead? Well, you know. <laughs> Is it sad that I tried to convince my son to watch with me? Uh, it would be much, much sadder if he agreed. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so that's <laughs> no, 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 Dad, I'd rather read my book. Our, that was the response. Our sadness is pretty well documented because we have this podcast. Right. But uh, if you have dragged your son down to that level, I would be pretty disappointed in both you and Mrs. Linktily Summit for doing that. Yeah, they both said no. Good, good boy, Charlie. My son said he would rather read a book. My wife said, I'll just hear you guys talk about it later. <laughs> oh, that's right. She actually, unlike my wife, yours actually listens. Yeah, I know. I don't know whether that's good or bad. Yeah, well. Eh. Anyway, well, a little bit about some things he said. I mean, all in all, it was it was a pretty, pretty straightforward look at all of the good things going on in town, recognized a few people. Not a lot there. I wanted to bring up bring up a few things. Uh, one thing he did mention was that they had worked out a a raise for city employees and that they are hoping to do that again for the next two years so that by July 2020, city employees, this includes the unions as well, city employees would then be above the market rate. So he mentioned that as a goal, as a thing they're working on. So we'll, we'll wait and see and we'll hope that happens. Um, another thing that he pointed out, Jason, was that 
right now our commercial tax base is growing at a higher rate than our residential tax rate, which may not to some people mean that much, but what it really means is that we're relying less on you and I spending tax money for yeah, city services. Keep in mind, long time, long term history. Lee Summit has been a a residential community with a little bit of an industrial and commercial tax base, and it has been a goal of the development community to rebalance that and have more commercial and industrial tax revenue comparatively to the the residential revenue. And so if the commercial base is growing faster, that's a good thing because that's starting to close that gap. Right. One of the last things that the mayor brought up was the downtown district. I think as everybody, he mentioned what a jewel it is, what a big part of the community. He talked about how we use it in all of our branding pretty much for the city and the area. One of the things he did, is, and he's alluded to this several times now, is is a broader vision for what downtown can be. He mentioned the city's commitment to building a new uh, farmer's market and performance venue. Right now they're looking and hoping to do that across Green Street from City Hall. But he called on people to maybe work together and to think bigger. He said he believes that the downtown area can become an even broader regional destination. Right. And I think that that, that is a as a fine goal. And I think that over time that that is definitely the case. And, and downtown Lee Summit already is a pretty broad area destination. But he obviously is alluding to something else, but he is being probably purposely ba- vague about what the details of that will be. So hopefully... Basically, as, he knows I'd ruin the surprise. As he comes with more details, then we'll be able to uh, to share those and, and talk about what those might mean and how that might impact the development of the other stuff. Do you think it's the date night movie theater idea? Uh, I don't know, but he's now heard it. So I'm sure he will tack that in to whatever he's putting up there. Mr. Mayor, date night movie theater idea. Lock it in. It's gold. Gold, Jerry. It's, it's gold. Gold. So that that's what's going on with the council. Uh, not a lot else going on. They're uh, they're off this week, it being the fourth thing, and then they're shifting to the Tuesday. So you know we'll see where we'll see where uh, October 2018 moving forward has. So check the city website because if there are other commission or board meetings that you usually pay attention to or that you attend or try to attend, a lot of those meetings are going to shift. If you are a giant super fan of Jason Norbury and the planning commission, <laughs> the, audi- <laughs> the audience for that has got to be like none. <laughs> I, I really tried to get through that. Yeah, you it, couldn't do it. it you couldn't it, do it. it Not even the straight it, face. It, it didn't work. Have I mentioned that our meeting's being moved to Thursday and I might be a little bitter about it? Speaking of things moving around and paying attention to the website, though, we are not far away from a new website for the city. I got to have a little sneak peek of it, doing some beta testing for the city as part of that community group. It looks pretty good. They've done a really good job of of organizing things and making them making it a little easier to navigate through so that people can find the things they want. I made a few other suggestions. We'll see, we'll see what that what that turns out. But all in all, for what I think with my Tiny, tiny, tiny bit of knowledge about website building. That is a gargantuan task. And 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 even just seeing the the pre the small preview I did, they've done a pretty good job of making it a much more user-friendly website for the people. So I look hope forward to so. that. I hope so. Well, I mean, I've gotten pretty good at navigating the city's website. It is far from intuitive and fast. Jason, we're not gonna really dig into this next topic much, but I want to kind of tease a little bit at, at, at some things that you and I are talking about and looking to dig into in, a, in, a, in an upcoming episode. And that is that there's a lot of 
community and public conversation right now concerning our school district. A lot of that is happening on my least favorite place for public conversation, social media. Um, mostly because I think it's uh, it's too easy to sink into hyperbole and and rumors and let your kind of emotions go a little bit. Nick, you're wrong and you're a Nazi. Oh, wait, this isn't social media. Never mind. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the school district is – they're. They're looking at a, a facilities master plan. They are looking at drawing new boundaries for for the various schools, which is never a fun topic for anyone. Um, and all of that also intermingles in with a continuing driving force for Dr. Carpenter and the school district, which is one of equity. We've had Dr. Carpenter on our show a couple times, one in just a, a, a general interview and then another time he joined us last year for a town hall event. Um, and he's, he's tried to talk a little bit about what he means with equity and what, he, what he's striving for about trying to close some gaps between those that don't have the same means as others in right. our town. So what I, what I think we're seeing here, and, and neither – well, you've even done more diving into it than I have, and I've done very little. So I'm naturally going to speak at great depth about what we know and what we don't know on the no, I'm not. Uh, but what you're seeing here, especially when we're dealing with the boundaries being redrawn and we're dealing with the facilities master plan is on a personal level. So a person sitting in a district – um, in one part of the city may have the boundaries changed in a way that their child may get moved from one school to another. And that may be a, a school, they may just really love the schools they have. And we, we like to assume that the, the opportunities afforded at any of our institutions are roughly equivalent, but people feel very attached to the schools that their children have gone to. Which is a great thing. Right, which, which is, is absolutely which is, great thing. Which is a big win for this district that they've created these little mini communities. Right, they have these communities, but these changes are going to come, and you can't do these sorts of changes. And and I don't think you'll find anyone who wasn't say that there doesn't need to be a rebalancing of those district lines. I know on the planning commission, we've had some conversations recently with some multifamily developments going in, on, especially on the west side of the city, where the the residents are concerned that there will be an overload on their already full schools. And so they know this boundary decision is coming. They know it's going to impact people. And when it impacts you individually or it impacts your neighbor or your friend, it feels very much like you are you are losing something and and that's out there. And that and we I think we have to do we have to understand that that's a thing that's going to happen. And and the same with facilities, right? If if the this district makes a decision to focus their facility investments in certain areas. That means by deduction, because there is a finite number of dollars available, that the facilities infrastructure may be delayed or deprioritized at their school or in their pet facility that they have a, a particular investment in. And so when you get those strong feelings, people feel very, you get very upset that it might be me. And, and so hopefully, I think one of the things we want to do is we start to tackle this in a little bit more detail is to be able to kind of step up from that conversation a little bit where it's not so much about everybody's individual feelings, though I think we'll acknowledge that those are real and important, and just say, okay, this is why. And so for the overall community, this is what we're trying to do. And it, it necessarily is going to have impacts to change on people. And But we have to kind of be able to talk about why that may be the decisions that are being made. And so I'm hoping 
that as we tackle this going forward, that we'll be able to have bring some of that there so that we can say, here's really good questions and good ways to attach this, but yelling at the assistant superintendent for facilities because they're, you know, that school's getting a playground and my school isn't isn't really a productive way to go about it. Right. And I think one of the things too that as as we dig into this, I think we're gonna we're gonna make some requests of of everyone. I think, you know, we need to remind ourselves and remind the people that in this process really n- there's no win for everybody. There's, we're all going to have some kind of level of disappointment when it comes to boundary redrawing and this kind of thing. But I think on the other side of it, too, we are going to be asking of the school district, of administrators and staff there, is for a little more open communication to let us in on the process, even if that isn't always giving everyone a voice because you 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 want to give everyone a voice, but you can only go so far. At some point, decisions have to be made. But it but at some point you have to also just be transparent into letting people see how that process works. So we're going to we're going to ask for some more communication from them and we're going to ask for a little patience from everybody else and I think I think together you're you're going to see a pretty good solution. I know when I was at the Lee Summit Journal long ago and we watched these these boundaries get redrawn as Lee Summit West came online and some other schools there. I mean that was rough. That was rough to watch people, but I think most people will say that in the end it was pretty good. And it was a good thing for the district. And now we've just kind of reached that growth point again where we need to we need to relook at those lines. Absolutely. So look forward to that coming in the coming weeks. We're gonna we're gonna kind of continue that and, and have these conversations. We're gonna watch a little bit of the the school board and and talk to some hopefully some experts and and maybe a little conversation with uh, with the uh, staff and maybe if we're lucky we might even get to get the superintendent back on to chat with us. That's a by the way that was a patent bag for Dr. Carpenter to come back on the show. And now as we finish things up with the show, we are bringing in an interview that we had with Stephanie Cusick and Stacy Needles, two of the Lee Summit Chamber staff people that are putting on the Oktoberfest this weekend. Jason, you didn't get to join me, so it was just me having fun. That's true, and I, I hate to leave you unsupervised with other people, but it, it had to be done. I'm going to say this, Oktoberfest, it combines two of our favorite things, beer and sausages. And here's the conversation. Stacy Needles, Stephanie Cusick. It's a question you've never, ever, ever had before. Why are we celebrating Oktoberfest in September? Uh, because it's the right thing to do. So actually, back in the 1800s, in Germany, they celebrated Oktoberfest. It was a celebration of the crown prince's marriage. And then it turned into a two-week-long celebration. They had horse races, of course, lots of drinking, carnival, all that fun stuff. And then they decided to kick it forward into September. So it actually kicks off in Munich every year in September. There we go. Now you right. have addressed right. the masses. So really, let's talk about those. So they had royalty. We don't. So do we have an Oktoberfest king and queen Ooh, or a prince and princess? Mm. Uh, Michelle Spilker. There we go. She's our Oktoberfest queen this year, committee chair. So she'll be doing all the ceremonial first tap and all that fun stuff at our kickoff. But Does she have a royal scepter? I feel like we need to get one. Okay. So new goal when you go back to your committee meeting, because I'm sure there'll be one more before the festival starts. Someone needs to be appointed the, the job of making a royal scepter. Done. Why is it called a scepter? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Squirrel. Hey. (laughs) 
let's talk a little bit about what's going on at the festival. We have tons of vendors, so people like to shop for things. There's lots of crafts. What all are we going to see out here? We have about 80 handcrafted booths, everything from jewelry to art to wood. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard a rumor that somebody is handcrafting fangs for Halloween. The rumor is true. There will be some fangs uh, in downtown. Now, are these like like the plastic things that I used to get as a kid? And I no, wear? they're like. I mean, I think they're like custom they made like, like dentures implants. Kind of. You can put I don't know impl- like that you can put on your teeth. So Halloween's coming up. You know, you could be a vampire. Now's the time to get your fangs. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hey, unique. That's so in addition after. to the crafters, uh, we also have Kid Street, which is going to be filled with tons of free kids' activities, games, crafts, prizes, free petting zoo, anything you can imagine for your kids. Walk down Kid Street, have lots of fun, all for free. Um, the Where only is Kid Street going to be located? It will be near City Hall, on Green Street in front of City Hall, and then it will wrap around onto 3rd. Wow. And there will also be pony rides for a small fee. Sounds fantastic. And Slugger. Slugger will be crashing Kids yeah. Street on Saturday at 11.30. So I don't think we've ever had Slugger. Yeah, three festivals. I can't remember. I don't think we have. This might be you his know, first we've appearance. We've had Casey Wolf. We've had the Casey Mavericks, but no Slugger. That's that's a little bit exciting. It is. Well, let's talk while we're talking about geography and where it is. Let's tell people a little bit about where they can park. Obviously, we will say there's the parking garage, City Hall parking garage. But but where are some other good pointers for people as they come downtown? There's several other free parking lots in downtown. Um, There's the one by Smoke Brewing. That lot will be open to the public. Um, There's also a map on our website, lsoctoberfest.com, that marks off the different parking locations so that's a little bit helpful um there's also some space next to stewie's so if you can find a spot in there and we have another uh the lot next to the dance studio across from the fire station will also be open for public parking so a lot of lots surrounding the festival area but then again obviously the parking garage is the most space is available and we're sitting in the studio at bridge space right now and right next to us is another public parking lot Correct. right off of Market Street. So just just some hints for people as Bam. they drive around to find some find some parking. Plethora of parking. There's some new things this year at Oktoberfest, and we're going to get to things that I like, food and drinks. Can't go How wrong. did you guys change the menu this year? So we have added a couple new things. We have hamburgers and pickles on a stick. That's not food. The hamburgers <laughs> a pickle are. on a stick is food. It's a vegetable. It's healthy. Pulled pork nachos. I'm, I'm still stuck on, on, on pickles. I mean, that's the devil's food. Mm-mm. You have, you have ruined a perfectly good vegetable. More for us. <laughs> and then on our drink menu, in case there are any non-beer drinkers, which how can you come to Oktoberfest and not like beer? But in case you do, we have a few new options. There are the truly spiked and sparkling berry. And then we have a couple spirits made by Cutwater Spirits. There's a vodka mule and a spicy, spicy Bloody Mary option. Now, where can they get these? Is it just at one tent? Any all beer, beer tents. Tent. Okay, so where are the beer tents located? They are all over. So we have the beer garden, of course. Which that, is where? At, that is right in front of the chamber office on Southeast Main Street. Can't miss it. Huge tent. That's where all the German meals and all of the music will be. Um, a lot of German dancing, all sorts of fun. But then there's also the sports tent on Douglas Street has beer. There's multiple places on Southeast Main. And then also down on Green Street, you can hit up a brat tent and grab a beer. 
or a Bloody Mary. And there's also two wine tents as well. So on Southeast Main, and then on the corner of 3rd and Douglas, you can grab a glass of wine if that's more your style. Awesome. In addition to the food and beverages, there are two stages. We're going to have a little bit of entertainment during the weekend. We'll get to the part I'm excited about because <laughs> compared to you, Stephanie, I'm old. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Elton Dan's coming. A little bit of generational difference here. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, about what's going to happen, be happening on the two, uh, two stages. So on the community stage, it's all of our local uh, dance studios. We have some martial arts studios, gymnastics studios. It's the family-friendly entertainment. Watch your kids perform. Um, and Where is that one located? Third and Southeast Main, okay. right there at the intersection. That and one will also have the baby contest at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. So dress your kiddo up, bring them out in a costume. If you just want to make them look pretty, if they can dance around, bring them. Will baby needles be in this one? Is he a baby anymore? He's not. I think it would be unfair because he would obviously win. Right. Right. So. Yes. No bias. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the main stage, yes, we have our main headliner bands, 38 Special Forces, Elton Dan and the Rocket Band, a few others performing throughout the weekend. So live music. And then we also have some live music in the beer garden both nights. There will be some German music and German dancing on Saturday night and German meals so that'll be kind of the authentic German feel in that tent. In addition to all of this fun local stuff we also there's also a carnival so can you tell everybody a little bit about what they need to know heading over for the carnival? Um, so tickets can be bought at the ticket booth once you cross the railroad tracks. Sunday is wristband day so it's $24 all you can ride from noon to four so there's no vendors or German stuff going on on Sunday, but the carnival does remain open on Sunday. But um, Ferris wheel, whether you're a little bit of a daredevil and like the spinny rides, not really my scene, but there's also plenty of kiddie rides and things like that. So just get your tickets at the ticket booth by the tracks and have a blast. Rides for all ages from my son's age up to adults. It's a great time. Well guys, thank you for coming by and telling us about Oktoberfest. Hope to see everyone out there. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We always talk to people about shopping local. The importance of shopping local. Here's one great reason about shopping local is that you know the people you're doing business with. They're your friends. They're your neighbors. They're people you go to church with. People you hang out with. There's no better example of that than today's sponsor, Bunch of Blinds. Not only are they great people in the community, but they also are great at their business. So when you need blinds or shades for your windows, interior decorating, they've got bedding, they've got headboards, mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. And the coolest thing, we always talk about this one, they even have some blinds that you can control with apps on your phone or with your voice to the Alexa or the Google. They are super cool. That is cool. Hey, check them out right in the heart of our city in downtown Lee Summit. Bunch of blinds of Lee Summit. 239 Southeast Main Street. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall with hosts Jason Norberry and Nick Parker. Catch us every Wednesday at linktoleesummit.com or subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.